Welcome everyone to another episode of Improper Mimi. I'm your host, Mimi Jacks, and I'm so excited to have everyone back with us today. I have my friend, Lissandra Lopez, and she is the creator and founder of Development for Success. And we're going to speak today about imposter syndrome. We're going to talk about what it is, um, how do we kind of get out of that slump and um, some other tips and, you know, suggestions for everyone as well. So, Lissandra, thanks so much for joining me today. Um, please just tell us a little about yourself. Tell us about development for success and, and what, why you're so passionate about it. Thank you, Michelle, for having me back again. Um, I love this podcast and this platform that you created. Um, as Michelle said, my name is Lisandra Lopez, and I uh, created a consulting and career coaching business called Development for Success. Mm -hmm. And it is focused on uh, personal professional development for people of color. I am super excited. I've been in the industry now for about 20 years and really feel like I have a lot to give back and wanna uh, share some successes and even some failures um, and some ways to navigate those waters. So really happy to, to be here. Thank you again for joining me today so we could chat about imposter syndrome. Um, why don't we kick it off kind of even with like, what is imposter syndrome? What do we think it is? How do you feel about that? <laughs> so, you know, I've been hearing a lot about imposter syndrome uh, or more and more within the last year, right? Yeah. And so I think um, it's good to kind of put the spin on as a woman of color, right? As a Latina, how do you see that? And how does it impact you? Because I think it impacts people differently. And I, I think first and foremost, I want to say imposter syndrome impacts everybody, right? Whether you're a woman, whether you're a man, however you identify, it, 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 it impacts everyone. And so to me, I think imposter syndrome is that, that feeling of feeling like a fraud or that you're not good enough mm -hmm. or that you're not valuable or that your voice doesn't matter. And, you know, and I think, Michelle, I think it's important to, to kind of notice those symptoms, but also ask yourself, where is it coming from, right? Mm -hmm. So when, whenever I, I feel imposter syndrome creeping up, I talk to myself a lot. Let me put that out there. <laughs> but I, I ask myself, why am I feeling this way? Yeah. Where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. who, who said this to me, right? Mm -hmm. who, who told me that I'm not supposed to be here? Did someone say that? Is, is it a stereotype, right? Of a, of a woman of color that I'm not supposed to be in, in a role with, you know, other executives or other people in leadership. Where is it coming from? I think to me, I have to stop and say, why, why am I feeling this way, right? Because I don't always feel that way. So I think it's important to really question when that comes up um, because it can come up in any aspect of your life, right? I think we're looking at it now from a professional setting, but it can come up in any aspect of your life, right? Someone, some, you're in a relationship and you're like, wow, this is awesome. Hmm, this is too good to be true. Um, I don't know if, if, I'm, if I'm worthy of this love. And I don't know if this person knows that, you know, I, I've been in a couple of bad relationships and it, this might not last, right? So you start to, um, you start to jeopardize the situation. And I think a lot of times we do that, right? We start to doubt and we start to jeopardize the situation. And so, you know, for me, um, I've been in organizations where I, I've been hired and after I'm hired, I'm like, I can't do this. I don't know. I don't know why they hired me. I, I, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. And then it's thinking to myself that I can do this, right? I'm, I'm here for a reason. I do have a voice. 
Uh, I have experience, I have a background, I have a degree. So who is to say that I shouldn't be here? So I think a lot of times we start to believe these stereotypes that have been created around us that we need to start breaking down, right? We need to start breaking those walls down. And so I think it's important to not only know that imposter syndrome does exist in all aspects of our lives, but when it does, what do you do, right? And Michelle, I want to kick it back to you because I want to hear what you do. I want to hear how you've experienced it because I think that this is a really good topic to look at through through some different lens. Yeah, definitely. And and I like the way that you mentioned, you know, even the way that you talk, it's like we have to encourage ourselves. A lot of this is in our mind, you know, but as women of color, I think that the imposter syndrome, and first, like to me, imposter syndrome is like, feelings of self-doubt, of feelings of um, I'm not good enough, or feelings of everyone else is doing it better than me, or that I don't belong here. And I think as a woman of color, it's very easy to feel like I don't belong here, if especially when you look around you, there's nobody else like you. So when we're talking about like imposter syndrome at work, there's nobody else, you know, like black women, like really doing what I'm doing, you know, it's the good old boys, you know, um, older white gentlemen that I work with mostly. And although there's becoming more and more women in our field of like engineering, design, um, office space planning, you know, there's still kind of the feeling like, oh, they may have more experience than me, or um, they've been with this company longer, and they know how to do the pitch the right way. And it's funny, because when I encourage other women, I often say, um, go for that position, you know, that you think you're not qualified for. I'm like, all these white guys applying to these positions, they're not qualified for it. They just have the, you know, confidence and audacity and privilege to think that, oh, yes, um, I meet two of those eight requirements, but I'm going to apply because I'm sure I can get it, you know. So um, I think even more lately in the most recent months, you know, starting a new role. And I can remember when I was stepping into the role, it was, it was like a transfer within my company. And I can remember stepping into the role, you know, the guy I was working with, who's like, they really need someone who can do this, who's confident, who could drive the project forward, who um, doesn't need their handheld and da, 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 da. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I can do that. You know, and then I ended up getting the position. And then when I'm in there, I'm like, oh my gosh, he did say they needed someone to like drive this forward. I'm like, I've never done this before. Like what, you know, how, how do they know me? Like, I I just felt like everyone, you know, knew me, knew my name. And I'm like, is it because I'm the only black woman here? I'm like, you know, or are they like, oh, Michelle's really good at this. Or they say, no, yeah, Michelle's a black girl, you know, like, so you just kind of um, have that doubt. And, and for me, it's like, I wanted to be perfect. I've been looking a lot lately, like I know you say you have too, of like how to deal with it, how to combat it, you know, and just even different articles, you know, like you were, you're saying, encourage yourself. It's like, be, think of your accomplishments, you know, so I've been in this field for 20 years, you know, I've been in multiple different industries. I've done small projects, big projects, managed teams, whatnot. Um, created new processes. So 
I am good at what I do and I know what I'm doing. You know, it's, it's a different task set. It's a different product, but I know how to, um, you know, create processes around a new procedure and to train other people on it, you know, and to do it with a smile, you know? So, you know, I think about some of those accomplishments that I've had and, um, also thinking about nobody's perfect. You know, this is a new product, so it hasn't been done before. And, you know, it's, we're going to make our own path the way we do it. You know, there's some best practices that we're definitely going to follow through on, but, you know, I get to bring my spice to how I'm doing this. And, and I think it's important for people to realize that um, you're not going to do things the same way that other people do them. Um, you're not going to be perfect at it, but you do have the talent and the skills to be able to do it. And, and I think it's just constantly reminding ourselves of that over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really great. And um, I feel like there's so much that I want to say, and I, I truly do believe it's that confidence part, right? Having that confidence to, to take that leap. Um, because I, I am a huge advocate of if I can do 60% of that job, I'm going to apply to it. Right. Right. And, and, yeah. and trust me, I can do it. And so I think it's also having that confidence and also having people to cheer you on and support you throughout that when you start to feel that way. Yeah. Right. Because right now I feel like as women of color, as people of color, we're dealing with so much, right. So imposter syndrome is, is one level, right. But then imposter syndrome can cause a cascade of things, mental health issues, depression, mm -hmm. right? Suicidal issues um, in your workplace, right? Is it psychological safety, right? Do you feel safe to, to, to apply to that job or are there layers of, oh, well, if I apply to that job, my manager um, is gonna think I'm not happy with, within the organization. And what if I don't get the job? Is it gonna backfire on me? And then what's gonna happen? You know, am I gonna get fired? So I think there's a lot of different layers and maybe that's for another podcast, right? Because I, I feel like there's just a lot of things that contribute to, to us feeling imposter syndrome, right? And yeah. I think we also have to kind of unpackage that. But you said a lot of really great things, Michelle. When I was in sales, I was, you know, one, you know, one of five women out of 40 people and yeah. I was the only Latina. So, you know, that was where I kind of felt even more um, the, the uh, alone and imposter syndrome, because there were uh, situations where I would speak at meetings and, you know, they're like, yep, yep. And then someone else would say, and they were like, John, that is a great idea. And I was <laughs> like, I just said that 10 minutes ago. Right. And so I think it's fighting through that and really owning your accomplishments. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think as women, I think we downplay a lot of our accomplishments and even the way we talk. Right. It's, you know, I might have led a project, but we're going to say we as a group did a great job. Right. Sometimes we kind of don't want to single ourselves out. But I think we have to start doing that as well and start giving people that platform. And, you know, again, I'm a huge advocate of, you know, we did this project and we did really well and start pointing people out. Michelle, you did a really good job of driving that, you know, assignment with 
Chuck, you did a really good job. Like giving credit where credit is due because I think a lot of times people don't do that, right? And I think then that they start to feel that imposter syndrome of, oh, well, my contributions weren't valued on this project, right? My voice wasn't heard. I really don't feel like I'm making a, an impact in my role. So there's so many things that, that kind of contribute to that way of thinking. Yeah. And another thing is, I think you said, um, you know, sometimes you ask yourself like, you know, why am I here? There's no uh, representation of me as, you know, other people of color, but spin that around and tell yourself you're here because you're, you want to pave that way for other people of color, right? Because I think a lot of times, like, this is the first time that I'm in the technology sector and I don't see a lot of people like me, right? But that is an opportunity for me to say, people of color, you, you, you all, this is an amazing sector to be in. This is an amazing company to work at, um, you know, look at the opportunities that we have available, check them out, see if it's something that you want to do and apply, right? Encourage people to apply. Um, and I think, again, I'm all about, um, I remember someone at John Hancock when I worked there called her, her network, her kitchen cabinet. And so, and I love that, that, that example. And so surround yourself around people who, when you start to feel like that, can help you and remind you of who you are, right? Because I think that's super important. When I start to feel that, you know, um, you know, I have a really good friend that she's like, you're self-sabotaging. You're mm -hmm. doing it to yourself, right? So, so think about what you've done. Think about your career. Think about how you've paved the way and how you're doing it as a role model to others. So I think sometimes it's also that mind shift of, mm -hmm. you know, again, I always, I always like to ask myself, why am I feeling this way right now? Because I don't always feel this way. What happened, right? What contributed to, to the way that I'm feeling? And how do I push past that, right? Because we have to push past that because that's when the depression comes in and then the mental health comes in and all of these other things. And it's okay if you experience that, right? Let's talk about it as well. I, I don't want people to feel like you can't be depressed and you can't have a mental health issue, right? My and listeners know that we are all for mental health, you know, awareness and yeah. wellness. Yeah. yeah. And let's talk about it and let's talk about it, right? Because I think a lot of time there's a huge um, stigma around that as well. And, um, and but, it, but it's fine, we're all human. And mm -hmm. so, um, so again, I think uh, affirmations, right? Telling yourself, reminding yourself. A, yeah. a big one that I've been saying this year is, I don't have it yet, right? I, I don't have that yet. I don't have that house yet. I don't have that husband yet, right? Um, but I do have X, Y, and Z. So focus on what you do have. Focus on what you have done, right? And celebrate small wins. I feel like as women, we also get very stressed out. Um, when we don't accomplish everything we set out to accomplish, but you have networks, you have mentors, you have sponsors for that. So remember that you're not alone. We, we all feel this at some aspect in our lives. And I think as women, we have to encourage ourselves when we start feeling this and start telling ourselves that we are here for a reason. Our voice is, is valuable. Um, we are not fraudsters, right? Um, and so just really pushing back on those thoughts and those emotions. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, even looking, you know, we talk about affirmations, like one that I am strong on for this year is don't be afraid to use your power. Okay. Yeah. So I love like that. you're here for a purpose. You're in this position for a reason and you are unique. 
And so you're the only one of yourself in this position at this time. So use your power, use your words, use your influence, use your um, experience. Um, you know, when you were talking, you know, I was thinking, yes, you know, we all, you know, sometimes say, oh yeah, it was a group effort, yeah. And we kind of deflect, you know, some of those compliments that come towards us. And it's it's a conscious, you know, thing, you know, and it, and it comes with practice, you know, some people right off the back, they're like, oh yes, yeah, I did a good job. And I like to thank my team, you know, for their assistance, <laughs> but I did this. Um, and other people, you know, just kind of shy away from compliments, be like, oh, yes, you know, thank you. I couldn't have done it without everyone else. And, you know, it was a team effort. And yeah, and you kind of highlight other people. So there's a time for highlighting others, but there's also that time for um, recognizing that you are good at what you do and to accept that compliment. Um, and, and when it comes to battling imposter syndrome, man, uh, you know, my listeners know you could go back and listen to many different episodes in season one, where we talk about my sister friends, my sister circles, you know, I have girlfriends from book club. I've got girlfriends from, um, Nesby with the black engineers. I've got girlfriends, you know, who we travel together, you know, I've got girlfriends that I grew up with, you know, so there's different sets of, um, circles of friends where, we can love on each other. We can shine on each other. And even when we're doing like resume updates or um, evaluations and stuff like that, we look to each other because we often see, because we talk so much, we often see what other people have accomplished, what they have achieved, you know? So you may be it thinking- fires you up. Right, exactly. Fires you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, lo I love that. And Michelle, one thing that I do want to mention, I don't want to forget to mention, which I think is really important that I had a conversation with one of my guy friends about the other day is also not waiting for someone to tell you mm. that, hey, Michelle, it's your time. Like, go apply to that job. Michelle, I think that you now have what it takes to, you know, run this project. Not waiting for someone to tell you mm. that you're good enough, but to believe that you are. Because I think um, I think sometimes you a lot of people are waiting for you know what's my career my my next career step oh my manager's gonna tell me when I'm ready yeah. right my manager's gonna tell me when I'm ready for that next career step or you know someone's gonna tell me um, when when it's the right time right and it's don't wait for someone to tell you when to do something know that you already have it in you right kind of unlock and unleash what you don't even know is there right and i think sometimes it does take that circle that network to push you and say what why have you been looking at that job description for the last two months apply apply to that <laughs> job you you have what it takes just do it right and yeah. you know don't wait for people to just tell you to you know ask if you can job shadow someone or ask if you can be a part of that project even if you're in a different division yeah. just do it, right reach out and do it hey i want to network with you i want to learn more about what you do even outside of your organization right mm -hmm. michelle how did you get into your role you know what do you love about it what what you know why are you passionate about it i feel like sometimes people wait for permission right we're waiting for permission you know and it's like don't wait for permission do it go ahead and do it right yeah. um and so i do want to point that out because i know a, a lot of women um or a lot of people who just feel like that that they're waiting for their shot and it's like 
like, what is it? Shoot your shot. Is that what the kids say these days? <laughs> yeah, um, I was just telling but, someone the other day, even shoot your shot, girl. <laughs> but it's true. You know, push yourself out of your comfort zone and know that, you know, be confident enough that, that you already know that you can do it. Right. To mm-hmm. me, I, I had someone who told me to shoot for the stars. And ever since that, again, I look at a job description and I was like, I can do this. Yeah. I, I can do 40% of this. I can do 60% of it, but guess what? I can do it. And I'm going to apply to it because I know that I have what it takes to be mm-hmm. successful in that role. And I think, again, it's around surrounding yourself around the right people who are also going to encourage you and push you out of your comfort zone, because sometimes fear can be paralyzing. And mm-hmm. I think that we need to continue to um, uplift each other and, and inform each other that imposter syndrome, it, it's a reality, but there mm-hmm. are ways that you can overcome it. Yeah. It's like, we don't talk about it a lot, but when we bring it up, it resonates with a lot of people, you know? So if we say, let's talk about imposter syndrome, you know, a lot of people be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt that before. I've, you know, you know, I've experienced that, or, you know, I've talked to friends about it before, but it's, it's not talked about that often in the open, you know? And so, I was reading an article in Black Enterprise and one of their tips that they were saying was to have a strong belief in yourself. Mm -hmm. And and it's all very easy to say that. And some of us are naturally very confident and we have that strong belief in ourselves. We have a strong belief system. So we know that there is a purpose for our life and, and what we're here doing. But for people who may be unsure or I mean if you're dealing with that um, imposter syndrome you know you may not you may be so deep in the doubt that you don't know how to have that strong belief in yourself so like what are some some other ways that people can build a strong belief in themselves like um, how would you encourage someone to have a strong belief in themselves You know, I think it's a lot of the things that I've said, right? I think within the last year, we've dealt with so much and, um, and it's, you know, it weighs heavy on my heart and I know it weighs heavy on your heart, right? Um, And we've talked about mental health and we've talked about depression, but we also, you know, systematic oppression and then the stereotypes, right? Sometimes you, when something happens um, and I'll use psychological safety as an example. And if you don't feel that at your job and you make a mistake and you're a person of color, and stereotypes are saying people of color are, are lazy and they don't work hard, then you already are going to have an anxiety attack about mm-hmm. getting fired because you made a mistake, right? And it's it's such a um, cyclical thing that sometimes people can't break out of, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think, again, it's um, a lot of what we've already said, Michelle, but surrounding yourself around your network but also meditating, right? Um, Meditating, affirmations. Again, I am huge on affirmations. Again, I I mentioned earlier, I don't have it yet. And then really looking at what you do have and looking at your your accomplishments and also continuing to just educate yourself, right? To me, that's huge. Reading, you just talked about Black Enterprise. Continue to read, continue to listen to podcasts like this that really uplift you. Because I think um, the more you you surround yourself and feed your your spirit and your mind with yeah. positive things, it's gonna level you out, right? Um, I think there's so much noise. I think you have to figure out for yourself how to shut that noise off, right? To mm-hmm. me, it's it's meditating. To me, it's praying. To me, it's um, listening to you know podcasts with other people of color that I feel like 
I can relate to. Um, and really closing out everything else, right? Shutting down CNN for a week, right? Uh, and, and just literally um, trying to ground myself and, and, and reaffirm uh, 2021, right? What are my goals? How am I going to tackle this? What do I need to do? Do I need to join Nesby? Do I need to join Association for Latino Professionals and Finance Accounting, right? So what do I need to join? Um, and how do I surround myself around other positive things that are going to uplift me when I do kind of come down? Because we're all going to come up and down at some point, right? But when you come down, what do you have to help lift you back up? I think that's really important because, you know, I, I can call Michelle, right? I can call my sister. I can, you know, call people, but I also need to say, if I can't reach them, how do I do this myself, right? Mm -hmm. What do I need to do to continue to be in a good space um, when sometimes the world wants to beat me down? Uh, so I think th those are things that you have to think about. And I think it's different for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And I think some of those like, step-by-step -step things that people can do or check off their list would be affirmations. You know, there are, um, and affirmations, you know, to me, they're just like little reminders, little, little ego boosters, little, um, you know, it could be like, I am perceptive, you know, and just talk about, you know, and you read it, you know, and it kind of guides you along. Um, and, or it can and, be, I am a badass. Like, you know, when you, sometimes you just want to feel that fire when you're going into a meeting and you're the only person of color, right? Yeah. So it could just be, I am a badass or be intentional. One of my friends, her, her theme this year is be intentional. So everything she does, she wants to be intentional. If she goes to a networking event, she wants to make sure that she's going to a networking event that she knows that she's going to get the best out of. Because I know I've been to networking events and sometimes I just go to chat. But it's like, what do you want to get out of it, right? Everything you do, be intentional. If you're going to apply to a job, be intentional. Does it align with your goals, your passions, your dreams? So I think, again, uh, to Michelle's point, affirmations are huge. And it can be anything from a Bible scripture to um, just, you know, remind, love myself. I am beautiful. Um, and I think, I think, I think you just have to find what, what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. And even when you list out your accomplishments, you know, we, we mentioned it before, but I mean, it, it slows you down. It makes you think about what it is that you have done in your past. And when you start seeing a list of, oh, I did this and I did that. You're like, okay, all right. So I'm not just the only black woman in the room. I am the black woman in the room who has accomplished this list of things. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's a good way to like visually see for yourself what you have done and be like, okay, yes, let me you know, and it just helps to build that confidence in yourself, you know, like repetition, like, yes, I've done this, I've accomplished this, looking at affirmations, you know, um, and, it, and it could even be things such as um, trying to change maybe your um, environment, you know, like, think about where you are most comfortable, you know, so if, you know, you like, having a certain smell or aroma, you know, and you are having a big presentation and most of us are working from home anyway, you might have a little spritz, you know, a little room aroma, set it up. And that helps to give you some confidence in yourself. Like be like, yes, this gives me a good feeling. And then I can go out and conquer the world, you know? So it, it's lots of little things, but 
knowing yourself and knowing um, where you feel the strongest and most confident. It might even mean going back and taking notes, you know, like having a task list. And then you could check off your small wins. But like, um, I know we talked with um, Lolita Walker and she's a great um, um, personal coach, you know, for, for folks. And she talks about small wins, right? So it doesn't have to be that I conquered the world today. It could be this week, I'm going to figure out which parts of the world I'm going to conquer, you know? <laughs> so, you know, like take off little bites, like bite-sized pieces that you can chew. And, and as you accomplish those, those help to build your confidence that boom, I accomplished that next, boom, I accomplished that next, you know? Yeah. And mentors for me are also um, extremely valuable, right? Um, a lot of my mentors are people who are in fields that I'm in or are in fields that I want to do or own their own business, right? Which yeah. is something I want to do. And so also find, find mentors that you can connect with because I think that's really important. One of my um, one of my mentors, Nuris Camargo, um, she you know uh, founded Chica Project and now is the cannabis commissioner of Massachusetts. Is she now? Congrats! Yes. And so she is. Um, she is just a, a woman who has always been a trailblazer. And uh -huh. so to me, it's also important to connect with people who you can relate to, right? Yeah. Um, who you can also see yourself in and who are going to extremely push you out of your comfort zone and tell you to apply for jobs that you think you should, you don't even belong there. But sometimes people see things in you that you don't see in yourself. And yeah. um, to me, that's a powerful statement because, you know, I am my, my worst critic, right? Sometimes I'm like, no, no, I can't do that. I, I can't do that. And sometimes you need people to say, yeah, yeah, you can. And you have done it in a different capacity. Um, and so I think it's important to also have really strong mentors in your life. Yeah, I, I, I believe in mentors so much as well. Um, and, and then also, I just also want to mention, like before we get ready to go, is that we've been talking about really how imposter syndrome kind of um, we kind of get locked into it or we kind of um, um, start doubting ourselves and feeling that way, you know, maybe mostly to do with work. But I think it's important to mention you can feel this way in relationships as well. Relationships with your significant other, relationships with your family. Um, how have you seen like imposter syndrome like surface in, in people around you or, or um, in society even, you know, with relationships, like. Yeah, you know, I agree. I think it can, it can rear its ugly head in every aspect of your life. And I think I mentioned um, earlier, you know, sometimes you might be in a relationship and you're like, this person's too good for me, you know, and why, why are they with me? And I yeah. think that's that self-sabotaging part. Um, and I think, again, I think a lot of what we talked about uh, also applies, right? But it's also having conversations. I think sometimes that internal struggle can be very um, unhealthy, right? So for you to have those conversations with your significant other or who, whomever about the doubts that are coming in your mind is important because you don't want to, you don't want to struggle with that on your own. Um, you know, you can have the conversation with your friend if you can't have it with your significant other or have your conversation with, you know, a psychiatrist if you feel like you need to, that's okay. Um, but I think it's important to have the discussion out loud because then they can help you to figure out where 
those feelings might be coming from if you can't figure that out. So I, I think sometimes you start to have those feelings and it's all in your head and then you say it out loud and they're like, what are you worried about? Like, I'm not going anywhere, girl. I got you. Um, and so, drive me away. Right? And so I think it's having those um, conversations out loud so that you can actually hear yourself and also have someone kind of connect the dots for you because a lot of times it could all be in your head. And again, to me, it's very unhealthy when you when you bottle that up and don't actually um, talk to someone about it who can who can put it in perspective, right? Maybe yeah. you're feeling this way because you've had some bad relationships in the past. Mm -hmm. These are the changes that you've made. So you're in a better place. That's not who you were, right? That's who, that's, that's not who you are. That's who you were. So I think it's having, having those discussions out loud to me are important because I, to me that, that that's helped me in the past when I start to feel a certain way is speaking about it um, versus just internalizing it because it's just going to continue to bubble up inside me, which is not good for me, health yeah. wise, right? In so many different ways. Yeah, and, and I think that's also a good sign of growth, um, mm -hmm. of acknowledging and knowing um, what um, what triggers you, you know? So yeah, if- Those triggers. Yeah, exactly. You know, these are different learned behaviors. This is things that may have happened in your past. And then now you're struggling with feelings of inadequacy or feelings or remembering the hurt that you felt at that time in that relationship. And it could be with your parents. It could be with your um, significant other. It could be, you know, it could be with your dog, you know, like, oh, I remember, you know, like, like, you know, you could have lost your dog and now you're having feelings of like, oh, I'm not good enough to be a dog mom again or something like that. Um, but speaking on it and communicating, you know, is so important because a lot of the things that have power over our mind are because we keep it to ourselves and because um, we allow that silence, it yeah. becomes to have power over us. So when we speak it out in, into the world and speak it over with our partners, speak it over with our family, then you get to understand there's like two sides to that coin. It's not just everything that's going on over and over and over and over again in your mind. Cause I know my mind goes a mile a minute. I can have a whole conversation with myself before I even actually talk to you. And you'll be like, Oh no, that's not what I meant by that. I'd be like, huh? Because I had this whole conversation going on in well, my I mind. Too, girl. You know what I'm saying? And then I already I'm have a response for every response that they might have. Right. <laughs> they say, I'm going to say, Yes. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes, and, and, you know, you're right. You know, sometimes it stems from the trauma of a bad relationship and nobody wants to relive that or rehash that or go over it again. And so, you know, kudos to everyone, um, in a relationship, because I think I've said before in different episodes, I think that takes a lot of courage, you know, <laughs> you know, like for some of us, you spend so much of your life, um, on your own, fighting, making it happen, you know, that when you're bonding with someone and growing with someone, there's bound to be a little bit of headbutting and, you know, hurt feelings and whatnot. But when you talk it out and talk it through, then you continue to grow and travel together. So, you know, again, I think like when you notice and when you can acknowledge those feelings of inadequacy that come with the imposter syndrome, then you can start to look at how to tackle it and how to um, try to course correct it. Um, and know you're not alone. You know, I think that's important for everyone to know that this is not new. 
and it's not something that you're the only one this is happening to. So many people have also experienced it. So it's just how we get out of it, how we can help each other to get out of it. Yeah, I think I think you wrapped it up beautifully, Michelle. Thank you so much, Lissandra. <laughs> Well, guys and girls and ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's another episode of Improper Mimi. I just want to thank you again, Lisa, for joining us today. And um, it's definitely a topic that we're passionate about. And, you know, we want to start that conversation and get other people talking about it, too. So um, be sure to leave comments. Be sure to tell us how you feel about imposter syndrome and give us your tips. You know, like when you notice you're getting into it, Tell us how you get out of that funk. How do you um, pull yourself out of um, not being so confident in yourself? You know, uh, we look forward to hearing from everyone. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>